Hello there, welcome. You're listening to Wholehearted, a soul sister conversation. You are here with healer and intuitive Donna Lee Winan, life coach Prue Sulisich, and myself, women's empowerment artist Tanya Marie Reeves. Together we are navigating life on purpose, pushing boundaries, imperfectly and unstoppable. We are here to inspire and encourage you to live fully into your own life, to be the compassionate observer of your own thoughts and feelings, and to make a conscious choice to change what is in your power to change. We are so happy to have you here. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Talk about stepping out of the square. They're making me uh, start today. So... (laughs) Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to Wholehearted Soul Sister Conversations. Hello, welcome. If you are out there, be sure to say hello in the chat. For starters, oh, girls, what's been going on? Anything to share with everyone today? Um, my, my mini goals are going well. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, mine too. I was just I just checked off my day. I've been doing like daily goals and doing percentages because that's what I love to do. Um, last week I averaged <laughs> my whole week was fifty percent of reaching what I want to do. This week I'm starting out a bit stronger. And so I've got two eighty percent so far for the day. So starting out better than last week. So that's good. Yeah. How are how are you measuring that? Oh, I do I just calculate it up, like count out how much, how many tasks I've got written down, how many I tick off, make it a percentage and go from there. It's pretty simple, but it's effective because it's like progress. And then, yeah, you think to yourself, what can I do differently? Which is what we're talking about tonight. Yes, what can I do differently? And I was just saying to the girls that I've been getting hot flushes and, um, it's all concentrated in my head and my face, so I feel like I'm spending the entire day flushed and the slightest thing. So I'll probably spend the entire episode red <laughs> because, because well, I'm you don't, you don't look red there and here I am. <laughs> I feel it. I can feel my face burning. But, well, <laughs> we, ha- we have no sympathy for you because us fair-skinned people, I'm, I'm talking about myself, Donnelly, you're fairly fair as well, you know. We we all I always look red. <laughs> My whole entire life. <laughs> like literally. So and yeah. I'm red and my... No sympathy. Yeah. Sorry, my cat. So hello. Hello, cat. Goodbye, cat. She's <laughs> been laying here beside me all day and now she wants to um get on everything and meow at me and demand yeah. things of me everyone's demanding things of me <laughs> yeah. so today we are starting we're a little bit behind only because um we had natalie a week late then later than we wanted because natalie was sick and that's just how things roll sometimes shit happens and we deal with it so yeah. we are a week late into our february topic which is stepping out of the square um so, yeah, we just want to get into um, into exploring, stepping out of the square, exploring what's outside of those boundaries. Now she's on the studio table where she's not allowed to be and yes, she knows it. Look at her. Anyway. 
well. She's just <laughs> like, like the children. Mum's distracted and I'm going to be a bitch. Yeah, and yeah. she's got the sassy tail going yeah. too. <laughs> She'll be in trouble later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It looks like you've got this tail coming out of your neck. <laughs> so stepping out of the square, exploring beyond our boundaries and learning to grow. And um, when we were talking about this today, like Donna Lee brought up something really crucial, which we, we say all the time, you know, this the whole of January was about our goals and planning and setting routines and, and making schedules. And, and we talk about that all, to, all the time. And, um, and it's like, well, what the fuck do you want me to do? Do you want me to plan? Or do you want me to, you know, be spontaneous and create new opportunities? And I'm telling you, it's both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it requires both. Mm. Yes, it requires both. So there's a fine Mm. line, guys. There's a fine line in planning. There's a fine line between planning and, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. And um, I think if we we get too rigid and if we concentrate on that too much, which for myself that's a huge problem for me because I really like structure and I really like routine and I can get caught really caught up in that I can get caught up in the whole in the whole planning and scheduling things and not exploring outside of that. So it's really important I think to to um to do that to to have your plan there but also to have that flexibility in the plan which we also talk about having the flexibility in the plan and planning in spare time where you can do these other things. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so let's talk about that. <laughs> like I, I think of stepping outside the square as, or thinking outside the square, as the like the box that you put yourself in, mm. and you do the same things all the time, and you know you you might w- wish and want something to be different, yet you do the same things all the time, <laughs> and therefore you get the same result. And then you wonder, why the fuck isn't my life changing? Like, what's going on? Why why can't I move past this or whatever? And so it's the box that you put yourself in and it's the limiting box because it's, you know, it's like putting a glass ceiling on you. And so thinking outside the square is, and it's going to be different for everybody. So when I say it's unconventional thinking, doesn't mean it's unconventional for society just means it's unconventional for you to think differently because I'm a full believer in, yeah, if you if something's not working or something, you know, you want a different result, you actually have to do something differently. And so therefore it starts with like, okay, what can I do th- differently? What can what am I not seeing that is like holding me back? And so being unconventional for you and doing something different is like it's really important to like push through that and understand what your limits are like your own personal limits because you know my personal limits and yours are going to be completely different you know something that you say oh I do that all the time I might freak out about but so it's it's really a personal thing about what is the unconventional thinking that you need to start with and then 
it, it is followed definitely has to be followed up by action for sure yeah yeah but um yeah so thinking outside the box for you in the context of your life and in the context of what you want to achieve you know you know maybe for you Tanya it's like you know you said your your um you're, you put yourself in that box of like having to have structure and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, okay, how can I think differently about this? How can I act differently? Do I even want to firstly? Like, you know, it might not even be something that you want to do, but um, that cat's having a blast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll, show, I'll show you unconventional. Yeah. Check this shit out. <laughs> seriously you've been asleep on the carpet next to me all day it happens every time except for food time (laughs) like even it's like having kids right you you have quiet lovely behaved children they're all quiet and happy to do as soon as you get on the phone they need you they want you everything's like you know the world's going to end if you don't give me this thing or like engage with me right now and they're so needy And she was just demonstrating stepping outside the square. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, she, took a, she took a chance. She thought, well, you know, I'll give it a go and see how long I can get away with it. Yeah. As soon as she got up, she was off. Yeah, she knew. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so pushing pushing on those boundaries, I suppose, that we've set up for ourselves and because some, look, we've got, all got things that serve us but there's a lot of stuff that doesn't serve us as well and we allow ourselves to stay inside that little box because it's safe and comfortable there. Um, but, yeah, so there's like there is lots of different ways you can think about this as well. But for me it's all about that limiting idea about yourself, what you're capable of, and if you want to push through that and stepping outside that square means doing something differently. That's how I really perceive it yeah. in like, you know, in a nutshell. And the same as in um, like thinking that way when you, you are planning, when you are setting your goals and and you, your desires and, you know, just thinking a little bit further out, outside the box, not what you, not what you um, think, you know, often it's like I can't do that or yeah. who am I to do that or, you know, that's not possible for me, but maybe it is. Yeah. For sure, exactly. Like I remember when I was 20, I think it was, and I just was like, you know what, I'm going overseas. And I remember so many people just freaking out that I was going to do that. Like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know, I'll just get a job and buy a ticket and off I go. <laughs> um, and to most, like, to most of the people in my world at that particular point in time, Everyone's like, you can't do that. Like, you can't just pack up and leave by yourself. And at the time I had, I was going out with Stella's dad, so I was actually connected to somebody as well. They're like, you literally can't just leave a relationship and go overseas by yourself. I'm like, watch me. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. Um, yeah. But for, for so many people around me, that square, like that's like, put themselves in that box of like this is what you do and what you don't do like you finish school you go to university you you know for for women you get find a partner you get married you have children you know you possibly much probably pause your career if you ever had one in the first place and then you might pick up some part-time work and then you know that sort of that's like this the box 
And so thinking outside the square for me is like, okay, I'm going to do something different. I want to shake up what every what the conventional way is and do something that I want to do and I'm not going to let everybody else's fear stop me. Um, so that's, that's an example of, you know, stepping outside the square, doing something different. Uh, and I did get talked out of going back actually when I – was so I was a young mum. Stella was a couple, maybe two or something, and I had broken up with Ben, and so I was single again. And I was like, you know what? I did some research. I found myself a job in France. Um, they were going to take me on. They were going to take Stella on. They were going to, you know, I had, I had accommodation. I had everything all sorted, and I was going to work in this in like hospitality. And I remember my dad talking me out of it. He's like, Prue, you can't do that. So it was okay to do it when I was single and, you know, without a child. And I, I get, I, like, I get it. Like, you know, you've got a child, it's a bit, a bit different. And it, but again, though, it's like stepping outside the, uh, outside the square. Yeah, it was different, you know, that I yeah. wanted to go. That, that, I really that wanted was to go. Yeah. was the only issue with it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I really wanted to go. But in that case, in that particular time I was talked out of it because I was like the fear was putting me oh maybe that is the wrong decision you know and look shit worked out you know I met Joel maybe 12 months later so but yeah I do think of that opportunity sometimes and think yeah like the the challenge was there to sort of stand up and go you know what no I'm going to do this and I didn't and I conformed to the normality of what the what the nice little square looked like and what you did, I suppose, in that. So that's how I sort of think about this stepping outside the square, doing things that are uncomfortable, like even just going overseas was uncomfortable by myself, you know. I literally went with nobody, didn't know anybody. Um, You know, back then they didn't have cell phones and mobile phones and internet and all that sort of stuff, so you're like truly alone pretty much. And, you know, like our, our daughters have gone overseas, like tenure and out, mine. And, but it's just, it's like having them here because you can just talk to them all the time. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, but still, it's still stepping outside the square as well in my book, doing something a little bit different. But, yeah, that, that's just an example of something. Like there's whole other facets of this conversation where it can go. That's and a I, whole range of, yeah. of bigness, right? Yeah. You know, it can yeah. be really simple as well really so simple yeah Yeah. so what's what's a simple thing um a simple thing is wearing lipstick today if you don't you generally wear lipstick how many times have i freaking worn put a cut of lipstick on and i was like yep yeah i can do this i can do this put done i'm like oh fuck that's so bright and then be five seconds before i leave i'm up in the bathroom like rubbing it off because I'm like that's so uncomfortable to step out with like a red lip or something yeah yeah Donnelly, you wear lipstick and I love lipstick I I admire people that wear lipstick and I don't wear lipstick <laughs> I love it, it. Took me a long time though took yeah me a long time to to learn to wear it and then be, and the colors that I like to wear and not necessarily does the color coordinator think that that's right yeah so yeah, and and getting over like I never would wear red lipstick. Yeah, I, can't even, I think Ray bought me a red lipstick, or maybe it was Katrina O'Donnell. Anyway, I'm just thinking of 
And then, the, you know, the first time I put it on, because my first thing was you're a slut if you wore red lipstick. Uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. You know, just, you know, that you were, and plus you stood it out. But yeah, yeah. The, the standing out is the big yeah. thing, I think, for me. Yeah. But yeah, that's something so simple. That's just stepping outside your comfort zone to do. And look, I have worn lipstick occasionally, but not very often. I actually remember, well, it's the 14th tomorrow. Remember how we did a one last year, the on was yeah. it on Valentine's Day last year? Yeah. Last yes. And I wore like I wore pink lipstick that day and dressed up in pink. And I was like, <laughs> it looks and I look back on that, I'm like, yeah, that looks it looks great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never do it. Like if I was to walk out the house, no way that would be staying on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. But yeah, that's such a simple little one. Yeah. What yeah. else? What other little ones are there? Um, a few things we've talked talked about before in um, in changing changing habits and just doing things a little bit differently, which was you know brushing your teeth with your left hand yeah. instead of your right hand, or yeah. you know putting your right shoe on instead of your left shoe. Um, so there's all those all those tiny little things that that you can start with that mm-hmm. are harder than they first seem. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, but, you know, speaking up in a meeting if you've got a thought or an idea. Yeah, yeah, that's that could be difficult for sure for many people. Yeah. yeah. Why Why is it important? I think we should talk mm. about about the benefits of doing this, about benefits of, of thinking outside the square. Yeah. Well, it definitely is conducive to growth like personal internal growth which you know I know as you know as a human being that it is innately in us to grow and if we're not pushing those boundaries we can we can often feel stuck I suppose that's a word that people use a lot that they feel stuck and I think it's because they're not allowing their mind to wander to challenging things because the comfort zone is way too comfortable. And so to grow, and I think actually, Tanya, you put that chart in. If you, if, uh, oh, I did. Oh, yeah, there it is. Why, why is it not there anymore? Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one. So maybe talk through that, Donnelly. Like, what's, what's it say on that? Yeah, so in, I really liked this because it's similar to the hierarchy of competence. And um, so the comfort zone is the yellow zone just yeah. here. And that's about safety, um, sense of control, stagnation and boredom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thinking that you that you feel safe, you've got a sense of control. So, you know, that might give you a sense of security. But then I guess, you know, when we're feeling safe and we've got a sense of control, that can only kind of last so long, I guess, until you start to feel, you know, stagnated or bored or, you know, life isn't moving moving the way you'd like it to. And then to and and then, lead, sorry. And that can lead to so many problems. Oh yeah. And so many mental health problems, especially when you you're in that state and of just repetition and and it, there's like this what is even the point? Yeah. Kind of mental mentality happening. A lot yeah. of people get depressed. Your stress levels rise when you know things change and 
and change without you doing them and then your stress levels are higher, your fear levels are higher and you it's like a vicious circle because you can have that much more trouble um, going into something new, Yeah, whether, whether it's something you're choosing to do or something that's happened. Yeah, forced yeah. upon you, I know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and also, you know, just when you're referring to it can lead to other problems is that, you know, when you do get into that maybe that anxious or um, depressive type state, only because I'm referring back to my mental health first aid course this week, mm-hmm. is that um, we it's, it's really fearful around letting anybody know that you might not be well or that you need help. So then that stops other it stops idea flow it stops learning growth it stops you know being able to grow into or even even thinking past you know that unwellness to thinking mm-hmm. could i ever be well mm-hmm. mm. yes. but anyway so the next zone is fear zone so low confidence moaning excuses mm. focusing on problems and obstacles and procrastinating yeah and then moving into the learning zone is facing of challenges, seeing opportunities, problem solving, acquisition of new skills, expanding the comfort zone. And then it goes into the growth zone, meaning, ambiguous ambiguous goals, higher purpose, vision, talent development, self-growth, self-motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see how you can't just go from the comfort zone to the growth zone. <laughs> It's a process. There's the fear zone first. It's just natural. You're going to have some fear and, you know, there's a whole lot of strategies in there where you can move yourself through that. And then the learning zone, like that's, I, yeah, I love being in the learning zone, you know. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Dealing like, yeah, dealing with challenges and problems, like figuring it out, like figuring like through it. And I've never been that person up until a few years ago. Like it's something that you, have to practice being um yeah and like acquiring acquiring those new skills yeah from going through the comfort zone to the fear zone and then getting into that learning zone and yeah and then then from the learning zone like you just get propelled into growth and it makes so much makes it so much easier like to be in the growth zone when you're like you actually learn some new skills and learn more about yourself and you know it was only this week that my uh, I did did a post yesterday about my diploma of accounting that I got five years ago and it popped up and I was just talking about it on my own podcast and, yeah, explaining how it took me three goes to get that damn diploma. Like it was one of the hardest things I have done as an adult, like for learning because it really pushed my brain cells outside the comfort zone. Like in inside my comfort zone I was like, I don't need it. It's fine. I'm I'm happy here. But then as soon as I got that nudge, the fear fear zone set in and it's like, do you want to do this? And it's like, shit. Oh God, like counting, really? I'm not I'm not that great at this. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to do this. Like I'm never going to be able to do that. And then but and once you got into the learning zone, it's like, oh wait there, I can do this. Like I will give it a go. But those those two times that I stopped and didn't complete it before I did complete it. It was because I was drawn back into the fear zone. Obstacles came up, fear, like things got hard, and I was like I wasn't willing to problem solve. 
at that moment in time. And I took myself right back to the fear zone really quickly and then back to the comfort zone when I quit. I was like, oh, thank God, just like put that aside. It's too hard. I'm just going to sit here and do nothing because doing nothing, you can't fail at doing nothing. <laughs> so I'm just going to stay here. And then when I did it again, you know, the same thing happened. Went through the fear zone. was like, okay, I'm getting into the learning zone. Shit got hard again. No, back to the fear zone, dropped it again. And then the difference was it's like, okay, when I got to the the third attempt, and, and there, well, there was a difference too. The first and the second time, work paid. The third time, I paid. Ooh. Such an interesting thing. Yeah. I valued it more because I paid for it. Yeah. Um, and so I showed up and I remember having ex- – the exact things, the same things come up, fear of this, I'm never going to do this. I procrastinated the shit out of it all as usual um, and then had lack of confidence. I remember the whole way through, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to fail this assignment. I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail it. I'd get back and it would be like a a dis- you know, high distinction. I remember my kids saying to me, Mom, why do you keep saying you're going to fail and you keep getting high distinctions? And I was like, that was the thing that tweaked for me when they were like, Mom, like, this is what you're saying and this is what's happening. Jay, maybe you are good at this. And I was like, hold on here. Maybe I am. <laughs> maybe I can do this. Like, and then there comes that confidence and that self-pride. Yeah. And- the learning zone kicked in and I stayed there. Like I yeah. literally stayed there. So when the problem came up, because there was a couple of assignments that were fucking hard, like completely outside my comfort zone hard, like detailed numbers, I think it was an auditing one and one that you actually had to balance like this old school, um, yeah, bookkeeping spreadsheet thing. And it was it was intense because it was so like in depth and I couldn't get it to work. And I, that's what stumbled me every single time. But when I was in the learning zone and I was like, I can do this, you know, yes, there's going to be some challenges and I can overcome them if I do something different. So mm. what I what did I do differently? Well, firstly, I thought differently about my potential and my like my capabilities. That was the first thing that changed. The second thing that changed was I actually scheduled in dedicated study time. Before I never did that. I was like, you know what? I need to commit at least 10 to 12 hours a week on this. Otherwise, I'm I'm not committed to it. And so I dedicated time. So I showed up to my schedule. It was usually at 5.30 in the morning before work and before the kids got up that I was doing that. And then um, the, the last thing that I did differently, so thinking outside the square, was actually asked somebody for help. I never did that shit before. I would just like suffer in my own, you know, little bubble, refuse to ask for help. And when I finally did ask for help, you know, you have tutors and stuff. And so I think I lent on a tutor and I was like, right, I need to get through this. And they just looked at it and was like, okay, well, maybe you could look at it at this perspective. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's cool. And I finished it. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So that's that's a great example of stepping outside the square because I did things differently. I could have done the same things over and over again. And guess what? I mostly wouldn't have that diploma today because I would have failed but I got to that third time and yeah I thought differently I acted differently and I actually was different like I became different because I did took different actions and therefore my result was different lo and behold yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah and then that just makes it easier for next time doesn't it so absolutely 
yeah. keep doing you keep yeah. doing these little things, getting from that inner circle to that outer circle. And when you end up in a position where you're back in that inner circle, it's it's not so hard to get to that outer circle. In in like in all honesty, yeah, that getting that diploma five years ago was the springboard to all of my growth, personal growth. Because prior to that, I had no idea what I was capable of. And once I got that proof, it's like, oh, shit, like you can do an accounting diploma, like somebody that didn't do maths in year 12 and, you know, I literally was working as a bookkeeper in, you know, in finance for the last, you know, 10 years prior to that. So I had like um, sort of practical experience. But as somebody that was like, yeah, you can't do this. And then it literally just springboarded me in my confidence in myself. And it was the it was the change. Like I don't think I would be sitting here today if I didn't complete that diploma of accounting. Like that's that's the connection. So yeah. Mm, big things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little okay. thing from little things, big things grow, as Paul Kelly yes. sings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember when um, my 40th birthday, I'd done a um, art residency in Nice. So I went to Nice by myself. Um, it was the first time I'd been overseas on my own. I'd, and I'd gone overseas a few years earlier, but I went with my sister for two weeks. So that was the first time I'd ever been out of the country. Um, but this time I was on my own. And I had three days in London prior to my three days in Nice and three days in London again on, on the way back. Um, and and that was huge getting out of my comfort zone as well. And I actually I actually flew first class. Nice. Amazing. That's like that was, that's that's getting in the comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, like I kind of didn't want to get off the plane. Oh, um, <laughs> that was a 40th birthday present for me. Nice. Um and um, anyway, my point is I, you know, I was good when I was in London. I got to Nice and I, I froze like I, I was, I froze. I got to my apartment. The lady didn't speak any English and I just, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I, I got in my apartment anyway and I've done a bit of a walk around and, just so happened this day, everyone I ran into, nobody would speak, nobody spoke English and I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like, fuck, like how am I going to eat? How am I going to order food? And there was this little deli under my apartment building at um, a little convenience store. And um, so, you know, I was sitting upstairs in my apartment. I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to have to sit here. I'm just going to have to sit here for two weeks. starvation. Yeah, got the convenience store downstairs. I can, you know, eat cereal every day for the next two weeks. And um and I literally could not move. Like wow. I was so far into my in my anxiety freeze. that yeah, the freeze response was yeah, taken over. Mm. Yeah. And um and I just I just pushed my way through it and I was like pushed my way through it and just kept trying and trying. I was like, no, don't be stupid. You can't spend two weeks just sitting in this poxy little fucking room. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, so yeah, no, it was fucking hard. Yeah. It yeah. Was hard. And how did it turn out? 
Yeah, like after that first week, I was like, oh, fuck, I've only got a week to go. Yeah, like, exactly. I know, but yeah, if you don't do it, you don't know and you don't no. know how far you can stretch yourself because we all have a limit. We do have a limit, like we have a limit for sure. Um, but, yeah, mo- most of us, what did that guy say today on that podcast, the diary of the CEO guy? He said most of us are living or only achieving 1% of our potential yeah. 99% left on the table. And if we sit there and sit in our room for two weeks when we're in France <laughs> because we're not willing to step outside the square and try something yeah. differently and feel different, like because feeling is feeling, yeah, feeling is like it can, it can be debilitating, you know. But yeah, if you don't do it, you never will do it. And you'll be stuck in Broken Hill like you would have been stuck in Broken Hill wishing you went and did that, you know. So regret, I think, is one of the biggest things that Definitely. you can eliminate if you do step outside your comfort zone. Nobody wants regret in their life. Nobody. No, and no one no one knows what they're capable of until, no. they, until you try it. And then once, you, once you've done it, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Awesome. And yes, ready to do it again, ready to go again. Yeah. I remember getting off at Heathrow, um, getting the the tube to Earl's Court. So I was 20 or something. And yeah, getting the tube to Earl's Court, going up like with my big backpack on, you know, into Earl's Court. And I was just like, holy shit, what do I do now? Like, grass, I've got to find somewhere to stay. I hadn't found anywhere to stay or to figure out where to go. And yeah, then I had to get on another train and go up north of London. Didn't know where to how to do that either. <laughs> had my little guidebook, you know, because we didn't have bloody technology back then. And yeah, just fumbled my way through. Um, yeah. And it makes you feel so damn proud of yourself and so like invigorated when you do something hard and you come out the other side. Um, you know, nothing was perfect for sure, but um, yeah, you just feel so good afterwards. Like it's the rush of the achievement afterwards is worth it. <laughs> it's worth stepping yeah. outside the comfort zone. I remember with Stella, um, she was 14 and she was at boarding school in uh, Walla Walla, which is just north of Albury, and we are going to Adelaide and I wanted her to come to Adelaide. So she had to get on a plane in Albury. She had to get, in, get to Melbourne and she had to change planes and she had to come to Adelaide. So she's 14. She does have a mobile phone. And... We walked her through the steps of how to do it, but she's never travelled alone before. And I remember her calling me in Melbourne. She's like, "Mom, you know, my plane was like getting into from Albury to Melbourne, and now I've got to, I'm going to miss my plane in Melbourne." She's like, "It's way down the other end of the terminal," and she's like, "I'm stressed out, don't know where to go." I'm like, "It's okay, you can do this. You just need to look at the ticket. You need to look find the gate." And I said, "Then you need to run." <laughs> <laughs> And so she's on the phone and she was like freaking out that she's going to miss this plane. And I wasn't, I wasn't freaking out that much, obviously, honest, honestly. Um, but well, what could you do anyway? Yeah, that's it. I was no, like, oh, if she misses the plane, we'll just have to buy another ticket to get on the next one. But yeah, she was freaking out. And I know that, I know that panic in an airport, you know, yeah. pretty intense in an airport. Like it's fucking yeah. Melbourne airport's pretty big and intense. Yeah. And it and is down the freaking other end. It is. And so she <laughs> had to leg it. She's on the phone running to this plane and she got to the plane she got on the plane we picked her up in Adelaide and I tell you what since then she's like never looked back like she she's 
travelled all over Europe in on the train and she's driven all over Europe and, you know, she's catching planes, trains, automobiles everywhere and she's like, I can do this. It's it's cool. And so it's great to instil stuff like that into people when they're young so they understand, you know, what they are capable of because, you know, even if she missed the plane and had to ca- catch another one, just problem solve. It's like problem yeah, solve on absolutely. your feet is really I, important. Yeah, I yeah. love that. I love, I love that that capability of when something comes up, I'm an automatic problem solver. Yeah. So I'm already, if something's even, you know, looking like happening, it's my, it's interesting how I'll be in my own head going, I've already got the steps. If that doesn't work, do this. Yeah. 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 Actually, I know one of our, I'm not sure if she's watching tonight, Paula. Paula is a problem solver, like on her feet problem solver all the time. She's just so like, switched on to that and I really admire watching her in those um, or hearing about the scenarios that she's problem solved you know just the the tornado that went through the Gold Coast recently she was really she was in the thick of that and just hearing how she was doing all this stuff in that like tying down stuff and I'm like yeah real problem solver like yeah most people are like know what to do and she's out there doing all the stuff that's that's great and because she was taught at a young age to be like that mm-hmm. as well which makes a difference so yeah, yeah. um what that, is yeah that was even for me the plane the plane thing like it was it was a whole gradual build-up for me like I'd never even been on a plane until I was I think about 25 or something and that was just the little plane from here to add to Adelaide yeah and um yeah and so even that was petrifying and then over the years I you know I I ended up being in a long distance relationship and so I I started flying often to the city Mm -hmm. and navigating that and then sort of from there I went overseas with my sister so we got to do that together so it was just like a whole whole process so even you know that that first flight to France on my own the plane the plane situation didn't bother me whatsoever because I I yeah you've already done it yeah built up this knowledge and and on how all that works and then with the disaster of missing our flight to um Malta from Germany when Heaven and I were were stuck in the airport for a while I you know it was all in my stride I was like I got this Okay. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> for sure. Um, I'm just reading the the um, comments here. So Fiona, yeah, recently Fiona, you know, she stepped out of her comfort zone and was doing some swimming in the river off a, of a riverboat thing, houseboat. And so I know when I was talking to her about it, she was like, that was, that was freaking petrifying for me. She said, but I actually pushed off and did it and then I did it again. Then I did it again because you know you built the confidence and say so that's what it's all about. It's like that. It's like you're being pushed off the cliff. Like you just got to jump. You just got to do it. Um. Then Erica Elliott. She also said it's it agreed. It's such a skill to have under your belt. And she says her dear mum is 68 and doesn't have these skills as much as she has been encouraged to develop them. And I just feel like she could have much more exciting, fulfilled life if she'd take the chance. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Donnelly, you've met my mum. Tanya, your mum is mostly very similar. Um, And I I would, yeah, I'm exactly like you, Erica. I wish my mum had more of these skills, skills, but 
they feel like they're too far gone now. They're like 68. Yeah. My mum's 68 too. I'm like, they're still so young. <laughs> Yet they don't think they've got the capabilities of doing it. And a good example of this is driving in the city. So when you're a country bumpkin, you know, and you drive up driving, uh, grow up driving in the country, look, the cities can be intimidating. Absolutely. But if you never freaking do it, you're never mm. going to get the confidence to do it. And I know so many times where my mum has had the opportunity and she just freaks out and wouldn't and, and can't do it. She just tells herself she can't do it and she doesn't do it. Riding the bike, Donnelly. She's not ridden the bike yet again. No. You know? So just things like that. And it's like, yeah. So and, yeah. And not leaving the house and not meeting people and like it's just yeah, it's it's sad because you know, you you don't do anything. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's, look, it's easy I'm... not to do anything because you're comfortable, right? And yeah. You, know, you can't yeah, fail exactly. when you're not doing anything. People, all the people <laughs> are doing things for you as well all the time. Like Erica's yeah. saying she didn't have her first flight till 40. I didn't drive out of, I didn't, I actually didn't get my, I got my L's at 16, um, drove once, didn't drive again until I was like 22. So I didn't get my end up getting my P's till I was twenty two, and that's because my partner at the time would not get out of that car until I actually started it. We would sit in the car for half an hour, so he he pretty much made me do it. Good. I never drove. <laughs> I never drove outside of Broken Hill until I was thirty two. I think. Oh wow! Okay. When I when I'd separated from my husband. Yeah. And sort of started making these changes and was like, I'm I'm gonna do it, you know, had got dad's GPS and took the kids on a little holiday. And yeah, yeah but um yeah, so I think we've also we also learned that, you know, that baby boomers, like we're talking about our parents, those baby boomers, they're yeah. in that comfort zone. Yeah. And you know, they might be 60 now saying, I'm I'm not. Uh, I'm too old to change it, and and uh, yet they were still doing this twenty years ago, not changing it. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, different. Like some and, people are content. Like we, there's, yeah, there's difference between like being content and you know living there, and that's fine. Yeah. Like being yeah, contentment is great. But then there's the people who are not really content, you know, and it comes out they might complain or, you know, talk about things and or, you know, dream and then they're wheeling their dreams again because they're, they've got these obstacles in their way. So there is a difference. Some people are just happy to do it and it's not about judging people if they're not doing it or they are. And, you know, I'm, I can say that about my mum because I know she wants to ride the bike. Yet, yeah, you know, she hasn't pushed herself further. I know she would like to do more traveling, but she's too nervous to go by herself. So, like, I know that it is holding her back. She's just not like, I love my life, you know, I love it how exactly how it is. Yeah. So, yeah. But how do we teach the older generation, I suppose? You know, especially late 60s seems to be the time where people are like, oh no, I'm done now. Yeah. <laughs> not done away. Not Donnelly. No, she's yeah, she <laughs> keeps going and going. I know. And Erica says, "Fuck being comfortable. I'm so done with comfortable. Bring on the adventures." And I, me too, me too. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, if you can't have uncomfortable in your life, you're not going to really do anything. Yeah. And it's gonna, 
it shows up and it shows up and you, those feelings come again and it's just more and more practice and then a different kind of uncomfortable shows up but you've got the proof of the other kind of uncomfortable. Like I was thinking about all this this afternoon of all the times because we were talking earlier this morning and I was going, oh, I don't know if I get this. <laughs> and I went, oh, my God. I, like vivid things is you know, going to hockey and not knowing, not that I don't know how to do a penalty corner, but they, I wanted to be the person that trapped the ball. But because I hadn't had any practice at trapping the ball, no one would give me a go anyway. And it was a similar thing on the push out. So it was every time that came up, trying to itch that little bit further to be able to put yourself in that position, to be able to push it out so that you could prove yourself because, you know, what would you know at 60 when there's 25-year-olds? Mm-hmm. But that, So that for me, you know, that's just one level of yeah. where that's uncomfortable and keeps showing up and, and no one knows that, only you. Yeah. So, you know, and fear of making a mistake. Like I can remember at the trials last year, you know, everyone's watching you and, you know, you make a mistake and you miss the ball and you think, oh, my God, will that be the one that doesn't get me in the team, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. But that's all. This, this is actually going on for everybody, you know. We're all really great at showing a brave face hmm. or acting like, you know, that we're okay, but every single person is having those little doubts and thoughts or uncomfortabilities every everyone every single day yeah Yeah, for sure yeah for sure and it's yeah it's the choice then isn't it it's like back to the choice yeah do you want to push through this like do you want to go like yeah you've stepped into the fear zone do you want to stay there or do you and you want to go backwards or do you want to go forwards and then tap into that learning zone so you can then propel yourself into the growth zone and then from the growth zone I feel like there's no going back from there like there is all different levels, but once you're in the growth zone for a certain thing, you can't undo that learning. You can't undo that growth. Um, and, yeah, you, your perspective shifts and you're like, hold on, wait there, hold on. <laughs> is this what we can do? And you're like, yes, it is. And you're like, okay, what's next? Let's go. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not undoing that learning. It's like we are also talking this morning about the, the test with the ant and the spider and, yes. and they've done it with bugs as well. So they draw if you draw a circle on a piece of paper around an ant, um, the ant won't go outside that, that, that boundary of the circle. And I've seen it done with other bugs as well. And they were talking this morning about having also done it with a spider and they had drawn the they had drawn the circle a little bit too small and the spider's leg had had gone over the line and once the spider realized his leg had gone over the line he he realized he could get out of that he didn't he wasn't actually contained in that circle and once he'd gone outside of that circle they weren't able to retract him in another circle again because he knew he could push those boundaries and get outside of it yeah which is- I love that yeah. Really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and that's the same for us. Yeah. The absolute same, you know. Every time you push the boundaries and, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to be successful or an achievement, but it's just like, oh, okay, I got this far. How far can I get next time? Yeah. How, can, how far can I get next time? And then once you get all those next times, you're looking for something new to challenge yourself because you've gathered all these skills yeah yeah the proof 
the proof the again. Proof. Yeah, that's it, tangible proof. And I'm just thinking when you're talking about the spider, once it figured out that it could do it, and there was no limitation. It just kept taking off. Um, it's the similar story with the four-minute mile. Like I'm sure you've heard about the four-minute mile. Like everybody, it was like all the whole medical profession and everybody was saying, it is not possible. It is not possible. You cannot run a four-minute mile. Your heart will explode, literally. You know, it's impossible. And then what's his name? Roger Bannister did it at the age of 25 in 3.59 seconds. <laughs> And he broke the four-minute mile. And then guess what? Then a ton Everyone of else people then, yeah, just did it. And it, because he smashed through the perceived barriers and stepped outside the zone and, and, like, did that, and then it just created proof that, well, it could be done. If he can do it, I can do it. And so, yeah, so where – so it would be interesting to know where everybody's minds are. Like, where are they keeping themselves in their – four-minute mile, you know, like not running their four-minute mile because we've all got our little flavour of something and, yeah, you don't need to, you can tell us in the comments, but just reflect on it yourself, I suppose, and say, where am I holding myself back from running my own four-minute mile? Mm. And be interesting to see what, what happens and what comes up. And then if you were going to think differently about it, what would you do? I actually have a sheet here that, I collect ideas about things, mainly my business. And I ask the question at the top of the sheet is, how can I be successful here? And so everybody could ask themselves that question because it's stepping outside the zone, like the comfort zone, or stepping outside the square, doing something different, which is asking yourself a powerful question. Most people ask shitty questions, you know, like, uh, you know, why, why aren't I successful here? That's a shitty question. <laughs> but how can I be successful here? That's a fucking awesome question. And so, yeah, if, you're, if you've got these limitations and you're trying to achieve something and you keep finding yourself back in your comfort zone, not doing the thing, it's like, yeah, start asking really great questions to stretch your mind because the, the stepping outside the square is just changing your perspective on something. And so there's another technique too. Oh, I suppose we can talk about that next week because that's the how. But yeah, anyway, so we can, I'll leave that till next week. But that is definitely something that you can do right now is ask better questions of yourself. It's not, because I'm sure Roger Bannister wasn't saying, I'm going to fail at this. You know, he was going, no, into going was how can I be, yeah, how can I be successful at this? Like, what's, do I need well, to do differently? The first thing is, is he would have been watching his stopwatch. Yeah, for sure. And just look at the look at all the books, the the um, what is it, the world record breaking books? Yes, because world records. record breaking yeah. after record breaking after record breaking all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, even Arnie, his new book talk, talks about yeah. weightlifting. How you know got to a certain limit, and everyone's like, "No, that's just the the limit. No one is going to be able to lift heavier than that." And then guess what? Everyone's lifting like double that now. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, so how can you be success successful here? And yeah, what? How can you step outside the square of your own self, like your own self imposed square? <laughs> Or society's self-imposed square, whatever that looks like. Mm. Take a look yourself. back as well. Take a look back at, at all the, you know, there's a there's a square within a square within a square. Yeah. Like 
there's always another one. There's always another boundary. Yeah. And and so if you take a look back and and think about all the boundaries that you've broken so far, can help you break more boundaries in the future. Yes, exactly. And we will talk more into that and more into some tools and tips next week. Yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. But and I think it's time for a reading. A reading. Yeah, well, I was just sitting here thinking, do we need to pick a deck? Uh-oh. It's always funny when people freeze. (laughs) There's been a glitch in the time. It's pre-froze. It's a glitch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were talking about choosing our... I know. I was sitting here... I said, um, I wonder if we should think outside the square and get a different deck. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're just going to have to wait because I didn't plan for that. I've got plenty of decks here. I'll be back. No problems. We've got a um, guest the week after next as well who will talk about do we know who the guest is yet? Has the guest confirmed yet? No. Confirmed, so we can't we can't tell you about that yet. But keep we'll have we'll have a guest. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and remember, you know, if you're sharing this app via the podcast apps, you know, and if you're on the podcast apps, make sure you share and subscribe to follow the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you're inside the group, which you all are right now, share it with your friends. Like invite people in. Like we are really committed to growing this group, and yeah, so. Share it around, share the love, invite people in. You know, it's pretty it's pretty simple sort of group. We we just give a great value every week by showing up and yeah, that's it really. <laughs> I think she went to Adelaide to get this one. Yeah. <laughs> she stepped right out of the square. Here she yeah. is. Yeah, and I'm I've definitely stepped out of the side of the square with this deck, I can tell okay. you, because I've only ever used it once. Well, there you go. Hmm. I wasn't I wasn't a great fan of it. But anyway, I went into my room, looked at all the others and went, Oh no, you've got to go back and get that one. Okay. Yep. All right. So it's called Goddesses and Sirens. Okay. Okay, this is interesting. Right, so okay, it's gonna it's gonna be about all of us. Who have we got? We've got Erica, we've got Fiona. Ooh. Even I'm uncomfortable. There's a couple <laughs> more, but um I can't no one no one who's written in the comments, so I can't tell you who they are. Mm-hmm. Even I'm uncomfortable, so. Oh, my face burning. Oh, looks like it might be that one. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. You're going to laugh. you laugh. Thank you for giving me a kind of easy one. It's Aphrodite and it's self-love. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
So that's that's extremely appropriate for a lot of you. I don't actually have a problem with this, but um, there's a lot of a lot of people out there that will be outside their comfort zone with this card. Yeah, absolutely. So let me just tune in. Well, man, she is hot and she is a warrior amongst warriors and she's not um, in any way uncomfortable around holding herself, holding herself. Um, I just got to get the right word. Ah, okay. Thank you. Being visible, being visible to your own self and your own love of self. This is really challenging. This is a very challenging card for a lot of you. So I'm just going to go to the book because it's about being visible. It's about um, your visibility to your stepping out of your comfort zone around how you see yourself. So the question that I, or no, the challenge or the accountability it's going to let me think about this. Ah, okay. How could you be? I'm going to go with Prue's words. How could you be more successful in having a relationship with your own self-love? Mm. Okay. Mm. Just let me just check. Think I'll outside just... the square, people. Think outside yeah. the square. Yeah. This is, this is really uncomfortable because my back's burning and my gut's turning. So I know there's a lot of people like going, whoa, look, 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 look. Really. And don't forget, you know, this month that we have, these three weeks, uh, building upon January, we're into, you know, another um, chapter of this self-development. So, this is meant to be uncomfortable and this is meant to be challenging because if you don't, you know, if you choose not to engage in how can you be differently um, available to yourself in your own self-love, it's this isn't about self-care, people. This is about self-love. Yeah, different. Yeah, completely different. And how you, you know, Natalie touched upon it last week with, you know, looking in the mirror mm -hmm. and, um, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror and just, just so that's, sorry. Pose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, I remember a very long time ago, it's a long, long time ago when I looked in the mirror and I looked at my eyes and I still can see myself looking in the mirror and looking at my eyes and seeing how sad I was. And it was a real, it was confronting. And that was, I just started my Reiki back then and that was one of the tasks was um, to look at yourself in the mirror and be able to look beyond what you're looking at. Yeah. So uh, I'm saying, I'm saying I am talking to a lot of people that may listen to this or in the audience. Um, for me, I'm like, 
I'm okay with it. I'm still developing it. I just want to read a little bit for you, though, okay? So Aphrodite, because she is gorgeous. She's a gorgeous goddess energy. Build your love of self from the inside out. You only fear because you lack self-love and acceptance. Jealousy is unnecessary. Romantic love comes into focus. Um, I just want to, I'll, I'll put these photo, this information, there's a lot of information here. Mm-hmm. So I just want to talk about the shadow side. To hunger for a romantic partner to complete us rather than developing our own core self is a path many take and one that scarcely leads to happiness. Codependent relationships are ones that are based on meshing of identities rather than the two individuals gaining love and support from each other. Whilst we are sold on an idea by Hollywood and romance novels that we can never be happy unpartnered, this is far from the truth. Desperate love one that borders on obsession rarely ends well. So there's a ritual in there for self-love and um, a little bit more information. But, look, I've pretty well touched on it. This is an opportunity. This is a beautiful card. You, I mean, we don't necessarily need to stand like her, but necessarily so. It's like there's this, yeah, absolutely, well, it was me. <laughs> So, yeah, it would be lovely to hear some comments around, you know, what you do over this next week to recognise how you are touching upon your own self-love. This is this is a card of into me, intimacy, mm-hmm. into me. And this is also part of your development that we've been, you know, working through this year. You know, sometimes right now, last week, there was a bit of a week of peace. We're kind of reshuffling again, getting ready for that kind of next worky phase. So this is really important. I hope and that makes Diana sense. just reminded us that tomorrow is Valentine's Day, so maybe spend the day loving yourself. Yeah. <laughs> or doing something, you know, doing something that, um, not necess- it's not necessarily about, you know, loving yourself, but loving you in who you are with others. It's, mm. yeah, it's cool. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. I'm a bit of a, any kind of occasion to celebrate, it's a good occasion. Yeah, a little love bug, a little love yeah. bug. Wish you up. Yeah. I know, I've got lots of little things for tomorrow. Oh, I bet you do. I've got nothing, nothing. Actually, I'm having a meeting with Paula. Paula, you're my date for tomorrow. I actually put on the top of our Zoom meeting. I was like, it's our Valentine's Day. <laughs> Joel's back in Broken Hill, so I'm, um, yeah, dateless. <laughs> so next week, ladies, our follow-on our follow-on topic. <laughs> yes. Sorry, sorry. Our follow-on topic next week. Follow-on topic is about accountability and tools and tips to uh tell you all the hows, how you do this, how you, how we can help you step outside the square, mm-hmm. step outside your square. Yeah, your square. Beautiful. Okay, that's it. Wraps us up. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. Love ya. Night-night. 
Thank you so much for being part of this Soul Sister conversation. It would mean the world to us if you like and share this podcast with your own Soul Sisters. Follow the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you are so inspired, leave a review. All suggestions and questions are welcome and you can drop them in the Facebook group. Thank you, beautiful souls.